Hey friends, welcome to Living the KG Life, a pixie dust filled podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about if a Walt Disney World annual pass is worth it if you live out of state. So stick around, it's going to be great. Let's jump in and talk about today's topic, which is annual passes at Walt Disney World. One of the reasons I started the podcast was to answer a lot of the common questions that I get about Disney. And one of the really common ones that we actually haven't really talked about a ton yet is annual passes at Walt Disney World. And I actually just hit three years from when I initially bought my first annual pass. I bought my original annual pass in June of 2020. I know that sounds a little bit crazy (laughs) given the state of the world at the time, but it was actually an interesting turning point for me because I had been considering an annual pass for a while. And then knowing that once COVID really kind of settled in and race weekends were canceled and trips were being canceled, I knew that I would be not only rescheduling the trips that had to be canceled, but that I would be continuing to add on additional trips to really kind of make up for lost time. And I know we've definitely talked about this on some of the Run Disney episodes before, and my plan pre-COVID was to do Princess plus one other race weekend every year. That was really where the conversation started of like, is an annual pass going to be worth it for me if I'm going to definitely be going twice a year for races, period, And that doesn't include the additional trips that I would be normally going on, you know, family trips or trips with friends. I knew that really once I was sold and kind of, I knew after Princess 2020 that this was going to be it. I was definitely going to be doing these races as long as I possibly could. And then in addition to the regular trips that I would be taking, whether that be family trips or friend trips, solo trips even, I started doing those during COVID. So I knew it was at the very least worth looking into. And one of the things that I always try to be really clear about on this podcast is I will not tell you how to spend your money. Everybody's situation is different. How people value things is very different. So today I'm really going to talk about why I felt like for me, an annual pass was worth it to buy and why I continue to renew my annual pass. Hopefully just kind of some of the things that I'll share and the benefits from the annual pass will help you make the right decision for you if you're either in the market or excited to learn more about the annual pass. So one of the things that is really important with annual passes is there are different levels that are available. But if you live out of state, we really only have one option. And that is the Disney Pass. I'm going to put an asterisk here and say the only other way to get a different annual pass if you live out of state, big asterisk there of if you have purchased DVC direct from Disney, you do have other options. I, however, when I bought into DVC, bought resale through DVC resale market because they are absolutely incredible and it was the best way for me to buy into DVC. And I was like, that's okay. If I can buy DVC resale and I can buy an annual pass, perks and benefits and things that I would quote unquote miss out on by not buying direct was okay with me. So that is, I think, the first big thing you need to think about or really know going into thinking about buying an annual pass is what options you have available. But just as kind of like a quick overview of the four levels of annual pass, there is the Disney Pixie Dust Pass, which is $3.99, and it's only available for Florida residents. There are some pretty significant blockout dates for that annual pass. And at this moment in time, you can only have so many 
theme park reservations at a time. I think it's going to be three at a time. And then the next level up is the Pirate Pass, which is $749. And that's another one that is only available to Florida residents. It does have some blockout dates, not as many as the Pixie Dust Pass, but it does have some blockout dates. And that one you can have up to four park reservation days at a time. The third tier is the Sorcerer Pass, and that one is $969 per year. This one is available to Florida residents and it says eligible Disney Vacation Club members. Usually when you see something that says eligible DVC members, most people that are eligible bought direct from Disney or they bought resale before these restrictions went in place and they're kind of like grandfathered in. So that is one that you could, if you live out of state but you own DVC, you either bought direct or you bought before these restrictions went into place you do have that as the option. And then the fourth, the kind of like top tier is the Disney Incredit Pass, which is $1,399. You have no blockout dates. You can have up to five days at a time for theme park reservations. And that one's available to all guests. Now, the other part that's interesting is that when you're looking at the different levels of annual pass, like I said, it'll tell you how many days at a time you can have a theme park reservation for. But if you're staying on property at a Disney World resort, of course, you can make your theme park reservations for those days. When you go to book, you may have seen there's an option to book your theme park reservations for an annual pass holder who is staying at a Disney Resort hotel. So that kind of helps to make sure that you're still able to use your pass and make your reservations as needed. Today, we are mostly going to focus on the Disney in Credit Pass because that's the one that I have. We will have some other folks on coming up talking about all things living local to Disney, so we'll definitely ask them about the annual passes that Florida residents have and things like that. But for now, we're just going to talk in credit pass. I will also say, before we jump into the details, there have also been some kind of, I would say, tough conversations, maybe we'll put it, around annual passes where they weren't sold for a while, they kind of took a little bit of a hiatus, so I thought this was also a good time because they are back and you can go buy an annual pass. And just looking at the website, you can go on right now and purchase. When they came back, it was a bit hectic. I will say I was very happy that I did not have to go into yet another queue to try to buy something <laughs> or sign up for something. I was ready to take a break. But because they've kind of turned these on and off the last couple of years, people jumped on as soon as they could because they did not want to miss the chance to get their annual pass. But as of right now, the Disney and Credit Pass is there, ready for you to buy. So for the Incredipass, it is $1,399. And included in that Incredipass, you have a few things. It gives you admission into the parks, and you are allowed to park hop with an annual pass, which is awesome. With the Incredipass, there are no blockout dates, which again is great for someone who is coming from out of state. So I don't have any of those blockout dates around holidays or other busy times where they've actually blocked off other annual passes from being able to go into the parks. It includes standard theme park parking, which I think is a great deal, but to be honest, I really don't use it. I am almost always on the bus or the Skyliner, or anytime I do drive, it's with, you know, a friend that lives down there, so they have their own annual pass, but that is, I think, a really great perk. You also get discounts on select dining, and they specifically put in there select dining because it's not everywhere on property, but most places, they do have an annual pass discount, and you also get a discount on merchandise. Usually, it's 20% in any of the Disney stores, which is awesome. The only place that I have run into so far that they did not take the discount was actually on Castaway Key. And I remember them explaining to me why and all of this kind of stuff on the Disney Cruise ships. 
They did take, I forget if it was DVC or AP, but they did take discounts on the ship. But when you were off ship on the island, they did not. But so those are kind of like the standard pieces that come in your annual pass. And with the Incredipass, you can have up to five reservations at a time. And they say it's on a rolling basis. So at any point, basically, you can have five trips on the books with your annual pass. And we'll talk a little bit about theme park reservations and things like that, because that is also changing a little bit in the next few months. So more to come on that as well. So that's kind of what's included in that $13.99 for the Incredipass. There are two additional add-ons that you can add on to your annual pass. One is the Disney Photo Pass downloads for $99. Then there's also the Water Park and Sports option, which is also $99. The Disney Photo Pass downloads is, I think, the best $99 that you will spend at Walt Disney World. I know there are so many people with so many different opinions when it comes to PhotoPass and it being included and it now being an additional cost to the annual pass. I think it was my first year it was included in my annual pass, but especially if you are someone who likes PhotoPass photos, who takes a bunch of PhotoPass photos, if you are a Run Disney runner, $99 a year for all of the photos that you get is such a great deal. I also very much so, I will take as many photo pass photos as possible because they get the great angles. They know how to make sure that the lighting looks great. And then again, as someone who does run Disney races, all of your race photos are included. So for example, this year doing all four race weekends and doing the perfect season. So doing every single race at every single race weekend, I got every single picture that was taken through all of those trips. Again, I know it's a sensitive subject for people, but hands down, I think it is the best $99 that you will spend at Walt Disney World. Now, the water park and sports option I do not have, but it allows you to go to the water parks and then it says, or other Walt Disney sports related fun, including Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course. So not really my jam. I actually haven't been to the water parks in a really long time and it is on my list because lately at the race weekends, they've been giving 50% off to runners to go and relax at the water parks. So that is something that I might do in an upcoming race weekend. So I don't know that I personally would choose that option, but if you love the water parks, and again, this is for the entire year, it could definitely be worth it. Now, without either of the options after taxes, the Incredipass comes to $1,489.94. And now this is as of June 2023, so we know things can change and they probably will change at some point. But that's what it costs right now. And there are a few things that to me have made it very much so worth it to buy an annual pass. You know, this is not a cheap purchase, right? So I really wanted to make sure before I made that initial jump to go, I made sure to really think about how many trips would I need to take per year for me to personally feel like it was worth it. So my kind of like mental math for myself based on how often I go down, when I do go down, how many park days am I doing? And am I doing a park hopper ticket or not? And then am I usually buying that photo pass package? So really Run Disney was a huge part of me deciding to go with the annual pass because I knew I'd be doing at least one race weekend and then it really quickly changed to at least two race weekends a year plus at least one family trip every other year and then any additional friend and or solo trips that I would be doing. It really just made that decision so much easier for me because I knew those were kind of in the bag. And then what was really great and has been and has been really great also maybe a little bit dangerous has been when someone's like hey 
I would love to go to Disney. Can you swing a trip during fill in the blank X dates? I'm like, I sure can. Let's take a look at flights. Let's split a hotel because my park tickets are already paid for. So in my mind, it's like it's free. (laughs) It is very much so not free, but having that mindset does make it feel a little bit easier when you decide to do either a spur of the moment trip or last minute trip. Huge. Now, when it comes to benefits for the annual pass, one of the things that you'll see all the time, and really for any membership at Disney, so whether it's an annual pass, whether it's Disney Vacation Club, Club Run Disney, any of those things, they will always say that the benefits are subject to change at any time, (laughs) which we've seen it, right? We've seen it happen, and that's okay. But there are a couple core benefits and perks to the annual pass that have been such a game changer for me and so, so helpful, and I've actually use them quite a bit in the last few weeks. (laughs) One of them being every once in a while, they will do special events and special deals for annual pass holders specifically. So I actually just booked a sort of last minute trip upcoming in July that you'll hear all about. It's a really special trip and I'm so, so excited for it. But part of kind of like the sell for me for this trip was that there was a 35% discount on hotels. I used all of my DVC points during marathon weekend. So all of the rest of the trips that I've been doing this year have been cash days. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I have no problem staying at a value resort, staying at the All-Stars, living it up like it is $19.95 and I'm on my first trip. I really value being able to spend my money on experiences, on time or other things in the parks versus paying cash for an expensive room, especially if one, I'm going by myself or two, just know I'm not going to spend a lot of time in the hotel for that particular trip. So one of the upcoming trips that I have in July, it's a pretty quick trip. We're getting in on Wednesday night. We're flying out Saturday night to come home. So we really only have like two and a half pack days. So you can bet you're behind. We are going to be spending a large majority of the time in the parks, right? So I'm not going to put a ton of money down on a hotel, but if I can get a preferred room at the All-Star for 150 bucks a night, sold. (laughs) Sold all day long. What a great deal. We also are booking a girls trip for September and we're working with Vanessa from Pixie Dusting Plans, who you've heard on the show. She's taking care of booking everything for us. And I said, hey, are you able to apply my annual pass discount? Because there was also an annual pass discount on hotels for that weekend that we were going. So I think that was maybe 30%. I've seen anywhere from 20 to now I've seen 35% off for resort stays, which is huge. I mean, again, I would much rather be able to take and save that money and then put it towards what we're doing in September, which is going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and actually having, you know, some of those more expensive, maybe sit-down dining experiences. I would so much rather spend my money there than on the resort. So again, really looking at if you have a discounted hotel, my tickets are already covered in my annual pass. It makes it so easy to say, boom, I'm in, let's do this trip. Or, you know, even the last couple of years, I've done some trips where I've said, hey, I'm just going to go down and maybe work there for a couple days and then have fun for a couple days. It just gives me a little bit more flexibility around when I want to go and if I can really swing it. So that's huge. The other discount, like I mentioned, is you get 20% off of merchandise in store as well as dining. So if I'm able to get a discount on my hotel, a discount on my resort, discount on most of my dining, 
Doesn't include alcohol, but that's fine. I'll still eat plenty of food to have a hefty discount on my meal. And I'm going to be able to use my discount on merch. That includes official Run Disney Race Weekend merch. That includes merch in the parks. Wherever you go, asterisk, most places that you can go <laughs> to get merch, you can get a discount. So they really do give you these great opportunities to save money with your annual pass, which is awesome. The other thing they do for annual pass holders, which is super cool, they also do it for DVC and some other memberships, is they do have special previews. So, for example, Tron just opened recently, right? What'll happen is before a new attraction opens, they'll usually do annual pass holder previews. I got to experience it for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind which was about to open one of my trips last year, which was so cool. And things like that kind of like gives you the sneak peek, lets you in a little bit early. So just one of those like nice extra perk benefits of the membership. I will say that one is sometimes tough because they may be doing an annual pass preview. And again, we're talking about the Incredipass, which means you're most likely an out-of-state annual pass holder. I will also say you don't have to live out-of-state to buy the Incredipass. If you feel like you would benefit and you didn't want to have any kind of blockout dates or anything like that, you can buy the Incredipass. It's just that as an out-of-state AP, that's the only option that I have. So sometimes what happens is they'll do these previews and it's so exciting and you want to go, but you may not have a trip planned. Or maybe the trip that you already have planned doesn't fit into that window. That can honestly be a bit of a bummer, but like for example, with all of the Tron previews, it was like right in between the race weekend and other trips that I already had booked. And I was like, I really cannot try to squeeze in another trip when I'm going to be there in a couple weeks. The attraction will be open and I'll go on it then. But it is super cool that they do that for annual pass holders. I'll make sure to link all of the important links in the show notes. So if you're curious and you want to take a look at anything, I'll make sure you have access to all of those pieces. One of the things that has been, I think, a very touchy subject, it's probably a good way to put it for a lot of people, is theme park reservations. Now, we know there's lots of changes coming. They have recently said that theme park reservations are going away for date-based tickets. That is a really important part of this conversation that I feel like a lot of people have missed is that as of right now, it sounds like in 2024, if you have an annual pass, you're still going to need a theme park reservation because with the date-based tickets, they still have an idea of how many people are going to be in the parks or could potentially be in the parks at any given time, right? With an annual pass, it covers you for an entire year. So they have no idea when you're planning on coming, where you're planning on going, and that's in addition to the people with the date-based tickets. So I do understand the reservation process and why we have it, but I am very curious to see past that January 2024 date, how it's actually going to change and what's going to be implemented for annual pass holders. Because I I think if I had to speculate, and again, pure speculation, I think we could still see some changes around theme park reservations between now and when these changes go into effect in January of 2024. But in the meantime, we do still have to make theme park reservations with an annual pass. And one of the most important tools to use is the admissions calendar. So again, I'll link this into the show notes so you can take a look at it, but there's a part of the website where you can go, you can select the pass that you have, and you can select the different parks to see what the availability looks like for that particular pass. So you choose the pass, and then you choose either all parks or you can choose per park. So for example, I would go in here and I could choose the Pixie Dust Pass, which is kind of like the lowest tier of annual pass. I think it's like maybe $3.99 
which amazing price, but you are blocked out on the weekends and you're also blocked out on some like really big times of year. So like leading up to July 4th is blocked out. The week of Thanksgiving is blocked out. The week leading up to and the week of Christmas and the end of December going into New Year's is blocked out. So you can use this tool to take a look at what kind of blockouts there are for each level of pass. And again, one of the nice things with the Incredit Pass is there are no blockout dates. So because I'm traveling up from Massachusetts, it gives me a little bit more flexibility. I don't have to worry about if I'm able to get into the parks or not. With my Incredit Pass, zero blockout dates. And again, I will not tell you how to spend your money. It is so, so important that everybody makes the right decision for you, for your family, for your friend group, whoever it is that's gonna be buying the annual pass. But I really think it's important to know the benefits and kind of is that perfect storm of all these pieces worth it to you? As like a quick recap for me, it is 100% worth it. I am so so glad I decided in June of 2020 to buy the annual pass because even though I bought it in June, it actually doesn't activate until you scan into the park. So I bought it in June, but I actually renew every November because even though I bought it in June, my first trip with my annual pass wasn't actually until November of 2020. So it activated then. So now I renew every year in November. But the amount that I go to the parks was like number one, big first bullet on the list of with the number of times that I go, is it worth it? My answer was yes. Second big bullet was when I go, do I want to be able to park hop? And my answer is yes. I love having the flexibility of starting my day out at one park, ending the day at another park, or going to multiple parks in one day. That to me is super exciting. So knowing that the annual pass allows me to do that was huge. Knowing that it would give me the flexibility to book more trips, which, you know, of course, that's what Disney wants, right? They want you to come more often. They want you to spend more money and they want you to enjoy the parks. So that flexibility was also huge to me. Now that I am fully working remote, it makes it so much easier. I can flex, I can hop down there and work, or I can just more easily and more often go down there and make plans or be available for more trips. Because you know, if somebody asks me if I want to go to Disney, my answer is going to be yes. Like you're just like, oh, twist my arm. Okay, I'll go. So having that flexibility was great. And then the other piece is the discounts and benefits were also huge for me. So again, you get discounts on select dining. So really, but again, it is most places on property do provide an annual pass discount, a discount on merch. We know I love a good merch haul from Disney. So that's always huge. And then the other big one is having those kind of random fun benefit perks like discounts on the resorts or annual pass holder previews, things that, again, make it easier to have or add in an additional trip, or it makes the trips that you do have a little bit more special or a little bit more fun or a little bit less stressful, which is always the most important part to me of any Disney trip is finding the ways to make it not stressful. Make it so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Make it so that it doesn't feel like this big, huge kind of weight that's on your shoulder sometimes of, you know, trips that can add up very quickly and be expensive. Any discount that can help me make sure that my trips are not the most expensive is a win for me. And the last piece I would say 
And again, I know this one is a little bit of a sensitive subject for some people, but having the ability to add on the photo pass downloads for a hundred bucks a year, again, is another big one that you really do need to consider the same things that you consider for the annual pass. How many times do you go? Are you a picture person? Do you want to be able to have access to all of those? I have probably gotten thousands of pictures at this point since I've gotten my annual pass. Like I said, I always bought photo pass anyway because I am such a picture person. I love all the ride photos, obviously love all the race photos. So for me, that was like, no question, I'm definitely getting it. But that's another one to really think about is if it's worth it to you, 99 bucks and it covers you for the whole year, covers you for all your photo pass photos in the parks. That also includes, let's say you go to one of the after hours events or the parties, any photo pass photo in the parks is included. All of your ride photos are included. And then if you're going to do any run Disney race weekend, all of those photos are included as well. So for me, that was absolutely 100% sold. I'm in. If you have more questions specifically about the Disney World annual pass holder program, especially for someone who is out of state or someone who specifically has the Pass, let me know. Send me a DM. I'm always happy to share my experiences with you and answer questions. Some people will say like, I mean, it sounds like it was worth it for you. I'm not sure if it's worth it for me. Can you help me kind of figure it out? Happy to chat through all of those options with you too, or at least give you some suggestions or advice or things to think about so that you can make the best decision for you. And if you are an annual pass holder already, I would love to hear your experience. Tell me all about your annual pass holder experiences. Are you doing it for the magnets that we get? Like, tell me all about why you like or don't like the annual pass holder program. I think there are so many sides to all of these kinds of conversations and having all the information and kind of being able to see all sides is always so important. So let me know your thoughts if you are also an AP. And that wraps up today's episode of Is a Disney World Annual Pass Worth It for Somebody Who Lives Out of State? Again, if you have any questions, send me a DM and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Living the KG Life and that you've subscribed to or follow the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We have new episodes out every Monday, so stick around. It's going to be great. <laughs>